Coach, Tony Miller here. What you're about to listen to is a special series that we're running here through the remainder of the basketball season. It's called Hoops Forum, and it's an idea that my friend Randy Sherman and I came up with over the holiday season. It's actually a live show that streams every Friday on Twitter, but with so many of you teaching and working during the days, we knew that you weren't probably going to be able to tune in a lot of times to these live shows. So because of that, I wanted to make these available for you to listen to maybe while you exercise or on the bus to an away game or driving into work. As far as the content goes, Randy and I get asked a variety of questions from coaches every week. We figured if, if one coach is asking the question, there's probably a good chance that there's others out there who are wondering the same kinds of things. So I hope these forum discussions can be a help to you maybe as you work through the season and work with your teams. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this first episode here of the Hoops Forum. Welcome to the Hoops Forum, a joint effort of Radius Athletics and a quick timeout podcast. I'm Tony Miller, and I'm joined by Randy Sherman of Radius Athletics. If we could kind of describe what we're doing here today with these live streams and maybe describe it in just a few words, it would probably be the words or the phrase education and conversation. Before we get any further, I want to thank our sponsors over at 323 Sports. If you're in the market for a team dealer, I'd highly recommend the guys over there at 323 Sports. You know, whether you're in need of uniforms, basketballs, team gear, equipment, 323 Sports can help your sports program. So for more information with them, visit 323sports.com or email sales at 323sports.com. Coach, let me just start out by just welcoming you, and thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for uh, reaching out to me about this idea. I'm really excited about it. I think we're going to have some great topics and great discussions and and engage a lot of coaches, so appreciate you thinking of me for this idea. Absolutely. So there's probably a good chance that a lot of the viewers that we have here are familiar with you, but if by chance they don't know a lot about you, maybe just give them a little bit of a a breakdown of who you are and kind of what you do right now. Yeah, what I do is is um, just offer my my eyes and ears to 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 basketball coaches. I, I have a coaching background. I coached a high school basketball coach for eleven years and and uh, got in the sports performance business for a little while, and then you kind of wanted to re-enter the basketball space and and did it through social media and blogging and, and, you know, content creation and, and, um, you know, just lending my, my eyes and ears and thoughts to coaches. And, and that's what I do now. So this is just another way to do that. So I'm looking forward to it. Coach, we, we were kind of talking about this a little bit at the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just simply the fact that the season, the poll that we had here, the season that we have this year doesn't look normal. Right. And the question just simply was, is your team playing games this season? And you can see from the poll there on the screen that approximately 65% of people, coaches said yes, 20% said no, and then about 14% kind of still to be determined whether or not they're going to be playing. And so I'd like to focus on these three groups here today. So, Randy, let me just start with this initially. As you work with coaches, Mm -hmm. what do you feel like you're repeating most as coaches go through their approach to this season? Because, you know, like I said, for, for most of us, even if we did, our team played first semester and played about six competitions. But, you know, we, we've had so much of a break here in the middle that January almost looks like a new season in itself. So right. kind of how do you approach this year? I'd say there's two things I'm, I've been repeating the most, and that's a great question. The, the first is this is only temporary. And in, in, in terms of you're going to coach 20, 30 years, have a full career until retirement, hopefully one to two seasons are going to, you know, feel interrupted in the grand scheme of things for your coaching career. This is temporary. 
I do understand that like many of you coach players who this is their one opportunity to, to get to play basketball, whether that be high school, college, these moments can't be recaptured. They're, they're lost for those players and you maybe feel empathy toward them. But to my audience of coaches is what I'm saying most is this is only temporary. I'd say the second thing I've been saying the most is some roundabout way of saying like, like you're, you're going to have to accept the facts on the ground as a coach. You, you can't get lost in, in poor me or our, our, you know, my best player got quarantined or, or, you know, we had a game and it got canceled. You, you have to kind of take a what's next mentality, coach the kids that are in front of you and prepare for the next practice game without sort of getting too lost in all of the, uh, the distractions and the upheaval and the, and the, and the lack of routine that's going to be inherent in this, in this season. So. Yeah. And you and I were talking even before the show about this, just as I think a key word here is like expectations, you know, whether that's expectations on the part of the players or expectations on the part of the, of the coaches themselves. But like you said, those kids have expectations about what the season's going to look like. And sure. if you have juniors and seniors, how can you still make the most of, of their season? And we can circle back to that when we talk about even the groups that aren't going to be be participating. I've been very honest with the players. And, you know, every game is a gift. You don't know how many you're going to have. You can get – you understand this, Randy, but remember, remember preparing kids for a game and then maybe there was a snow day or something and how mm-hmm. disappointed that was. So, I mean, even handling that, what, what, do you, what are your thoughts about maybe how – how would you go about even viewing a season like this? Yeah, I, I can, I can, I can definitely empathize with that. The snow day, you know, parallel you drew there, but I, I think that that again, you just, you kind of just have how I would deal with it. You know, my knee jerk would probably be to be emotional or angry or feel like I'm I'm being singled out or picked on or I'm the, I'm some sort of victim or poor me. But I, I would hopefully, hopefully, I would quickly snap myself into thinking like, hey what's next? Like, okay, this, this is nothing I can change. It's outside my sphere of control and just, all right, well, we're not playing tonight or, or we're going to practice tomorrow. And what can I do as a leader to, to make that move us forward even an inch, right? Like something you just kind of have to just take a what's next mentality and, and stick with it. I've even said to kids, you know, at the college level, we're playing with a free year basically. And the kids are able to come back next year, you know, this, this year doesn't count against their, their eligibility at all, but it, it is kind of a free year of player development. Maybe we can talk about this as well. You know, the coaches out there who you said knee jerk reaction, a, a knee jerk reaction to having success this year, like, Oh, well then how can we, how can we quickly have success? You can answer that. And then also, do you feel like that was that more does more harm in the long run or is it something that we should be considering based off what's happening this year? Yeah, I kind of have torn emotions around this answer. Like, I, I think, I think if, you, if you're a leader of a program, a basketball program, I think a good, you know, a lot of people are going to feel like they're, the, the, arc, the growth arc of their program is taking a step back this year. I think a lot of people maybe, if, if success might be the growth arc of our program sort of flatlined this year. We got, we didn't, Pro- progress because of interruptions and 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 cancellations and things like that, but we didn't regress either. I think that would be 
a win. If we could just kind of hold like as in the, the growth arc is interrupted and we, and we hold, I do think there is the possibility that, that in some states and some conferences or, or leagues or divisions that there is play that's sort of like normal, just maybe fans aren't there or fans are wearing masks or, you know, maybe you can move the ball down the field, so to speak, with, with some growth and, and you shouldn't take your eyes off the long-term growth curve of your program. So, you know, I would say don't do anything that would cause a regression if you have an opportunity to hold steady or progress toward toward where your program's heading. Kind of a random thought, but I'm even thinking about like what happened down at the NBA in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Comments that were made of like you're seeing basketball almost in its purest form because there's not those outside factors of travel and fans and whatnot. I would think that it. you talk a lot about reviewing your program and you know, getting an honest opinion of where you're at. I think maybe this year could be an honest opinion of like, how good are you at basketball? Yeah. There are no, there are no outside factors for a lot of us. You know, there may be a few parents in the stands, but outside of that, you're going to get to see team versus team basketball only nothing else affecting it. How good or how not so good your, your basketball team is. Right. Right. And, and a more, I guess maybe the the decreasing of the impact of a home court advantage, and it's just, are we better than you? You know, maybe maybe may present. I think I think some time and distance away from from this will kind of maybe reveal whether that was the case or not. Uh, this this situation's doing really nobody any favors, right? Like it's not it's not helping anyone. But I I always I, I, I to the coaches I work with I say if. If this situation favors anyone, which I'm not saying it does, but if it did, it certainly favors the program that kind of already has an established identity. They have a way of doing things. They've got a program that's aligned, whether that be, uh, you know, seven through 12 in the, in the sub, in the, you know, interscholastic high school type level. Or a program, you know, say like the likes of Villanova, who kind of just rolls out the same thing every year with different players. Mm-hmm. If if it favors anyone, it favors those guys because I do think there's going to be a lot of like, hey, we just got to go play. Like the state said, we could play. We got ten days and our first games in two weeks, and like, let's go. And so if I'm putting in a new playbook every year, coach, like this probably not great for you. But if you have established some parameters and some and your, your your culture around your program and your and your way of playing is is already established. I would think you kind of have to look back and go, man, I'm glad I did that work. Yeah, because this year I'm getting to I'm getting to I'm getting to reap some rewards for us kind of already having our way ingrained. So I guess I would just go to the point like make sure that you're you're ma- you're maximizing this year by focusing on who you are. Um, yeah, being very careful about that quick fix that may give you show some returns this year, but in the long run, you were look back and you're like, man, we could have gotten, our program could have taken a bigger step as a culture wise or, you know, program wise and implementing a system that we actually want to want to use long-term. Another point I would bring up is I've seen a couple of things like I've thought and just sort of try to project myself into a couple situations, the sports year, not only basketball, but football, there have been games that have been scheduled sort of spur of the moment. Like, I think there's some lessons that we can take after this is over of like, we, we arranged a game today, we played tomorrow, we didn't get time to do 57 hours of film review, 78 pages of scouting report, and by God, someone still scored a basket and still got a rebound, right? Like, 
Like, it's not that, you know, you get what I'm saying? Like, like I, I do hope that maybe there are some takeaways from this that like down the road, we could say, you know, like we, we scored a basket anyway, right? Like it's, it's okay. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So all that's great for the teams that are playing, but now you've got, you know, in our yeah. poll again, we've got about 35%, 30 to 35%, which is right. probably pretty representative of what's going on. And depending on what you, what state you're in, they're either not playing at all, or they're still hoping that they may get a chance, a chance to play. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know we'd all as well-intentioned coaches like to improve this year. But there may even be some who are super discouraged about that. And, you know, we, I think the phrase that you use, maybe not in the right place when it comes to leading your own team. What, what yeah. kind of what kind of maybe warnings or um, make sure that you don't fall into this type of thing? Would you say to those coaches that fall maybe within those two groups? Your challenge in this, if you're in that one of those two categories, is to probably do something you never thought you'd ever have to do when you decided you were going to become a basketball coach, and that's lead a basketball team without the basketballs part. <laughs> I've seen some coaches and that that, that, I, that I do work with that have done some really creative stuff that I, I, I think would be great to share here today. A coach that I work with in Illinois named Al Baker another coach, um, Coach Yusuf Larry in Houston, Texas, back when the seasons were suspended and ending and in jeopardy, if you will, or, 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 you know, they started doing some things like using Zoom and using, you know, connections to watch video together, maybe last year's games and, and uh, still take away some learning. Both of the, a couple of the coaches I work with sort of set up like a points leaderboard where they created uh, a list of, okay, if you do this, they would send out to their email list of, of their players in their group chat of like, okay, uh, we're going to start a leaderboard of our players. And um, if you do this um, ball handling workout, it's worth five points. And if you watch this YouTube video and uh, on dribble penetration reactions, it's worth five points. And if you go somewhere and make 500 shots today, whether that be your driveway, the gym, the YMCA or wherever that's open, that's worth you know hundred points or something, and and they kept like a leaderboard to to at least still keep that sense of community. I think that's the biggest challenge for that I hear from coaches that are in those two categories of not playing or to be determined is how do I I feel disconnected from my team and how can we still have a community around basketball without the basketball part. Yeah, and it goes to the point that that community is just simply kind of another way of saying you're you're trying to develop culture. That's one aspect of developing culture. That's not the only way. Sure. But, you know, being able to do something and achieve things together as a team, continuing, like you said, to develop competitiveness, even though you're not necessarily competing against each other on the same floor at the same mm -hmm. time. I think to this point, probably every coach that has teenagers or older that have access to it have done a Zoom call. Um, yeah. I would even suggest or I would even maybe get your thoughts on this that maybe you've seen some other coaches do within those Zoom calls. It's not necessarily just getting on there and saying, hey, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Or let's talk about book study together, although that would be yeah. a good idea. Are there other ways to maybe connect, build community, build culture that you have heard from other coaches or things that you've thought about that you would do with your team? I've had coaches do like a movie night, like they assign their, their young, young players now haven't seen like blue chips or even Hoosiers or something like that. And they've, they've sort of like said, okay, your homework, if you will, is by Sunday night, we're going to gather on a zoom. But so by Sunday night have watched Hoosiers or 
something, you know, some old basketball movie or something that, that, and talk about it and just have some fun and share your thoughts on it. Just, just stuff like that. Like, I mean, it's, it seems sort of like silly, but like it's, if it's all you got, it's all you got. Right. You know, and as things like that. There are things though, even I, I think I, I probably should have said this as well. We talk about the zoom and maybe watching something, doing something together, but technology has made it, even the apps have made it. You can certain programs, this is unpaid, but this is a program like vault. You can create a workout that everybody's doing oh, yeah. and everybody's seeing the progress together. Um, can you yeah. think of others that similar to that, that you can be doing things together? Yeah, I, I would say that that some of the coaches that I work with do a lot of charting of like shooting performances and and things like that. And and those drills are are pretty simple, you know, get a get a rebounder, get a partner, shoot around the around the three point line for two minutes or something and report. I've seen coaches still maintain something from practice to this interruption, you know, keep the competition alive and keep the, and keep the, 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 the progress alive, you know, to the group of coaches, that's the to be determined group. I would say be ready. So you don't have to get ready. I talked to a coach in, in uh, New Jersey yesterday who basically just got an announcement that, okay, you guys are playing and you start practice Monday and you got a game in two weeks. And now to the to be determined crowd, I would, in my mind, somehow would be the possibility that you're going to get a season. It's not going to be normal. Like this guy in New Jersey, his normal season, 28, 29 games has now been league only 15 games. You start practice Monday, governor gave us the go ahead, ready, go. Right. So like now he's like, Oh, whoa, you know, like, so I would say to the to be determined crowd, be ready so you don't have to get ready and entertain the possibility that it could be a shortened timeline. It could you, you maybe you used to have 10, 15 practices to lead up to your first performances. It may be a week now. It may you know, to, to, to give the kids a chance to play. We've got to squish the timeline. So be ready so you don't have to get ready. Uh, I don't think I don't think we're having that problem, though. I think coach most coaches are. are have had enough time to sit around. They probably have, you know, practice plans, just ready to go, just ready to, ready to, you know, stick in their pocket and get on the court, you know? Yeah. So let's transition to that. Cause what we've really been talking about has kind of involved the players and what can we do, you know, to help them and still help our team and whatever, but you've got these coaches who are operating from their perspective. Some of them have been, you know, been just devouring clinics and whatnot for sure. the last nine months. I mean, yeah. we've been doing this since March, right? Some quit a long time ago because they, they they took so much in that they felt sick to their stomach. Right. All this information. What warning would you give to some of those? Or now that they have all this information, what should they do with it? Wow, that's a great question. Yeah, I think there was like this emotion of of, of coaches are, are, are used to having active, packed, days full of of learning and teaching mm-hmm. and that was taken away and it it felt weird for lack of a better term to just sit sit around and watch netflix or you know like take up gardening or something like it it just felt weird so so there was this this compelling feeling that 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 swept over coaches like you've got to be doing something or you're not grinding or you're not you don't want it bad enough or whatever yeah, I definitely saw what you saw. I would I would say my advice to coaches always is that you need to have sort of a filter on your your intake. 
mm-hmm. a, a filter, if you will, of, of, all right, there's, there's 10 clinics on the docket today, but I don't really, I don't really use this type of offense or defense. And that's not something I really believe in or want to do with my program. So I don't have to watch that one. I, I can, you know, go for a walk during that time. So if hopefully you have some sort of filter that helped you just not eat everything on the cafeteria table, right? Like secondly, if you maybe did eat everything on the cafeteria table, now it's time to synthesize, right? Like what are you what are you going to use? What was usable? What did you find the most impactful? What what do you think could could generate some immediate return? You know, I try when I deliver a clinic is to give something, if it's even just one sentence, one vocabulary piece or something that you can use right now, today, you can start it and adopt it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So what are those things? And then if something was just like, ah, it was pretty interesting, I'll just stick it in the back of my you know virtual file, if you will. Now may be the time to kind of delete some of that stuff you you gathered. Yeah. There's science to to behind the idea that clutter, clutter, whether physical, like junk in your garage or your closet or digital, you know, stuff on your computer that you're going to get to someday, like that gives us stress. And it may be on a subconscious level, like, like, you know, sometimes sitting from right here where I'm sitting in this chair speaking to you, I've got one eye and I can see into this closet in my office and there's some stuff in there. I don't, I, I never do anything about it, but it bothers me. Then I get busy and I don't, like there's some clutter in our lives. It feels harmless because I'm not using it. It's just on my hard drive, right? Like, but but it it's there. Yeah, it's there. It's with you, and and you and and it and it's um, now's probably the time to synthesize a lot of the information. What can I? What did I consume that I can use? What what's just something me being a pack rat that I can just get rid of, right? So, um, I would say that 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 has been a huge challenge. Mm-hmm. This idle time for a sector of, of the population, coaches that are used to having no idle time, like, you know, sun up to past sundown is the coaching life. And now it's it's it, it was taken away and it was filled with all this consumption. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now what? <laughs> I've heard a couple of coaches say that one of the things that it's allowed them to do has been to actually focus in on what they actually now want to be doing. So even though they've consumed all this information, it, it, it's allowed them to really now determine what actually is the junk and yeah. then to maybe go more deep onto the things that they care about. And this is the thing that this may be one of the most valuable things or the only valuable thing I, I say during this entire time, I said this to a group of, of players this week. I think that a lot of coaches stopped going to coaching clinics because they think that they can just get whatever online. And the fact of the matter is, I would almost encourage you to continue to to watch clinics, but filter even what you sign up for and what you want to go to. Yeah. Even if it's something that you think that you know everything about, as you sit there and listen, I've sat plenty of clinics where I've sat there and listened and thought, man, I already know to an extent kind of everything that this coach is saying, but where I get the value is, a phrase that he uses to teach something and to yeah. teach better than I have, or yeah. a little nugget of how to teach something slightly different. A drill I, that that, yeah, that's, that I should one, be using. Yeah, for sure. And if I'd have never gone to clinic, cause I thought I, I know all about this. This is the American lifestyle. Like sure. just give me more. I, I already got that. Let's give me something new and give me something yeah. different. Whereas if you get rid of the other stuff, like you said, and maybe go deeper into things and focus more on things, 
I would say find your genre of basketball. I would say let's let's find our basketball genre. And if I'm a zone coach, that's what I that's the channel I tune into. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. I'm a you know a uh, a pick and roll offensive coach, like like I go through, I scan the I scan the uh, the topics. But like, I don't run that. I don't use that. That's not, uh, I don't do this. I do. I'm tuning in for that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's probably, that's what I meant by filter is like, as a coach, what's your genre? What are you, you know, basketball is too big of a topic to, to say, I know I'm an expert in it all. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like music. Like I, there's no way I could be an expert in all genres of music. There's just, you're just not going to live long enough. Right. Like, you know, there, but you can be, in one or two genres, an, an expert. Yeah. Even what coach was just talking about there, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. You've got even an article about that. that you I do. I do. On. It's so, on radiusathletics.com blog. I think be sure to check that out. I hope, you know, whether or not you're playing any games this year or not, that, that some of the things that we've talked about can be a help to maybe things that you can implement in with your program, or maybe things that you can implement on your own, own learning over the next few weeks, next few months. Hopefully that's not the case for you, but next few months of not having basketball um, to improve your team in the long run. So, Coach, thank you so much for joining yep. us today. For Randy Sherman of Radius Athletics and Coach Tony Miller, we'll talk to you next week.